If you were lost in the woods, who would you trust for directions? The publisher who prints everything you write, an agent, or Santa Claus? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> well, the answer is the agent, because the other two indicate that you're actually hallucinating. <laughs> Welcome to the Managing Editor Show. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jess. Every Tuesday morning, we jump into your earbuds to talk the down and dirty on all things writing, editing, and content. From the perspectives of the guardians of the publishing galaxy, the folks who approve your submissions and make your words not suck. Happy Valentine's Day to our lovely listeners. Now, Jess is basking in the glow of her recent engagement. But I'm still single, and thus adopting you all as my Valentines on this special holiday that celebrates all things manufactured love and happiness. <laughs> okay, well, I think when you're in a relationship, Valentine's Day can either be super awesome or super stressful. I will say that my fiance and I have never been big on Valentine's Day. And actually, I'm usually out of town. So <laughs> that's part of it. <laughs> but every day is Valentine's Day in our household, at least Aww. for now. So we're not too stressed with uh, wedding planning yet, mostly because we haven't started yet <laughs> it's always it's a good way to a good way to avoid the stress is just to avoid the entire situation exactly we might just avoid a wedding altogether and go get married in one of those elvis chapels in vegas Who i knows? like it i like your style <laughs> i think that would actually fit you guys pretty well yeah it would we're seriously considering it <laughs> <laughs> now if i've learned nothing from rom-coms and relationship articles it is that you must ask for the gifts you actually want to get so this week, I'm going to just put it out there, and I would love some iTunes reviews. Our little show is continuing to grow. We, we added like 100 new downloads last month, and for a show that we're not really promoting all that much, I feel like that's exciting. So as my Valentine's, in lieu of chocolates and fuzzy handcuffs, I'm going to ask all of you to take two to three quick minutes and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or any of those other podcasting platforms. It's super easy. I'm a pretty cheap date. Look at that. Right? We should also start sharing the uh, brands of wine and bourbon that you like and see <laughs> if that cheap date uh, comment <laughs> still stands. Hey, you know, I'm, I am a fan of the three buck chalk. So, oh, so good. I agree. <laughs> So, Alyssa, tell us what we are discussing this week on the Managing Editor Show. Uh, this week, we're jumping into a topic that's uh, kind of nuanced in our discussion. With the floods of content that are on the internet these days, many times, and unfortunately, the articles that get the most shares are listicles and posts for beginners. And that's great. We all have to start somewhere. But sites can only publish so many how to get started in blogging articles before they've dragged down their audience to like bucketfuls of newbies, which is shockingly not where a lot of sites these days want to be. They have to have a unique and original take on beginner or general topics. 
for people to want to publish them these days. It's such a good point that more and more publications are looking to become more niche and more high level. You know, I, I have a client right now, I was just talking with them last week about growing the audience and you know, while at the same time publishing higher level articles. And I made the point that, well, there are only so many high level people out there. Mm -hmm. But the point that we were trying to address is that because there are so many, you know, beginner 101 level publications for people to get information from, they're naturally becoming more educated. So they're becoming higher level. At least we like to think so. I don't actually have any data to back that statement. But Who needs data? Home. Come on right, now. Right. <laughs> But, um, you know, I think that that more and more people, you know, segmentation, personalization and niche niche content is the future. So you have to start getting uh, a little more nuanced, as we were saying before. And I'm so glad we're talking about this soon after our tone and voice conversation, because I think these go hand in hand. You know, maybe you've got a story about five ways to boost your Pinterest ad strategy, but mm. you're only using Hillary Clinton memes to prove your point. You know, like that's funny. That's that's interesting. <laughs> that's unique. And and maybe you have that voice and that style that even though, you know, some of the points are similar, hopefully there are some different points. Otherwise, no you, you know, no meme <laughs> can make the article good enough. <laughs> but, you know, it's so easy to just regurgitate information that's already on the internet. It's not as easy to take a stand or find a unique approach. But that's the most powerful. So it's really important to spend some extra time making your voice heard in that way. That's exactly. Like, take a stand, find a unique approach, of course, no one else can tell your story like you, and that's what makes it original. You know, as a writer, that's like the common go-to to justify why you should be able to write whatever your little heart desires. Haters, be damned. Um, as a as a writer, I get that. As an editor, I appreciate the sentiment. But the fact is, sentiment gets me absolutely nowhere when I'm making concrete decisions about an editorial calendar. As we were talking about before, I need that data. I need evidence. I need literary justification for giving the story column space you know, whether it's in print or virtually. So when you send a thin pitch on a topic that's likely already been covered, you know, a general topic or something beginner, and it includes something about my special story is special because it's mine and no one else can tell it, I'm, I'm going to have no choice but to reject it. And look, I know that it can be hard to determine what quote unquote unique really means, uh, especially in an age where you can literally Google anything and find it. I mean, I have an example about this from just this past weekend where I was looking for an easy dessert that I could make for some friends who are coming over that have a few, well, more than a few, Ooh. I should say, <laughs> dietary restrictions. <laughs> Restrictions, which everyone does these days. Um, but I also wanted something fast and easy where I didn't have to go out and buy like xanthan gum and shit, <laughs> which by the way, I already have that because I have so many gluten-free friends. But I, I started looking online and here was this no-bake healthy peanut butter pie, which... Oh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's First of all, it sounded delicious. Second of all, it was actually healthy, completely dairy-free, vegan, all that jazz. Um, I mean, if you were, like, allergic to nuts, 
Um, because it doesn't just have peanuts, which are actually a legume, but it also has um, pecans and uh, cashews. But I chose this recipe because it was compelling for what I wanted at the time. I mean, I think the headline was like, easy, no bake, healthy, you know, like, <laughs> and, and dessert. Like, all of those things in one sentence don't actually happen very often. Right. So, uh, you know, and then when I went to the, the page, the pictures were amazing. So that was one of the things that made it unique and special as well. But what I'm trying to say is here... Think about what you might be looking for in a piece of content or in something that you're trying to find on the internet and what you would want to read. So what's going to make it interesting or readable or fun to look at from your perspective? Start there. I mean, if you think something's unique, chances are someone else will too. It's as good a way as any to find out on your own what makes you unique, what makes you special, and what angle you could take. This is so like especially important if you're an expert in a certain field or launching some new course or book or product or something. I'm sure you get those pitches all the time, Jess, of people who like have something coming out. So you get the canned, please feature me pitch. And I, I, I want readers to come to the sites I manage because they're going to find new and interesting stuff there. Like you found in your amazing peanut butter pie that you must bake for me next time I'm in the U.S. <laughs> place. Of course. If you've written or spoken on the same exact thing across 30 sites in the past 15 days, why in the hell would I want to republish even more of your same content? You know, I, I, no one's going to come to my site if they can get it at other sites. It's, you know, the whole buying the cow and the milk thing. Uh, you know, but you can write or talk about the same general thing with a unique angle that makes me interested. You and I went back and forth on starting this show for a while because getting submissions published and working with editors, as we've said so many times, basically boils down to build relationships, give solid and thorough information, and don't be an asshole. Bumper sticker. <laughs> and we weren't sure how many, you know, ways and specific situations we could like come up with to say that on a weekly basis. And then when we sat down in that Google Doc and started putting out all those specific situations that come up in our inboxes that we thought people could use help with, uh, well, <laughs> suddenly we had like two years of content. Yeah, I. it's so true. And it's funny because I feel like the whole point of this episode is what we're talking about, You ca that you can be nuanced in what you're pitching, in what you're writing, and in what you're creating. So how can people get better about this? The more I was thinking about it, the more I started thinking about my own battle with imposter syndrome. <laughs> that includes when we were trying to start this show. I was like, what if, you know, other people have the same ideas that I have? And are my ideas even that good or worth sharing? And sometimes I just dumb them down or I don't go as crazy with them because of my own fear. And it's a fear of not being smart enough or a fear of stirring the pot and making people hate me. <laughs> and I mean, I think this is common. I I feel like, Alyssa, you're actually less fearful of this because you just do whatever the hell you want and haters <laughs> be damned. Um, it's, it's, it's a good life strategy. 80% yeah. of the time, it works 100% of the time. <laughs> you know, I just thought of this. I, I've actually been listening to the subtle art of not giving a fuck yes. on tapes. 
which is helping me not give a fuck. But one of my three words for 2017 is thought and making my thoughts heard and known and so that I can develop my own personal brand. And the truth is that nobody remembers the thoughts that are the same as everyone else's thoughts. And I know that I have different thoughts, so I need to be sharing them more. And will these thoughts create enemies? Will they stir the pot? Probably. But will they be memorable? Definitely. And being memorable is better than hiding in the shadows for fear of pissing someone off. For me, like as an editor, I want to publish articles. It's it's, it's kind of what we do is <laughs> find articles to publish on sites. But like, I'm always looking for a reason to publish a piece. So give me a reason is, you know, my biggest takeaway for people. It's honestly that simple. I've written a uh, an article for before because I get so many PR pitches for my column. And it's, you know, the, the, the article I wrote was, tell me your story and make it good. And the same <laughs> mindset applies here. I'll take what seems like a totally beginning and banal topic if you have a unique story and spin about it. Why is your story original, even if the topic's general? What can our readers learn from you and your experiences that you can't they can't learn somewhere else? You know, as you said earlier, you know, what would you, how would you want to learn this stuff? Re- write what you would want to know. You know, how do you do things differently? Who is involved in your story that might not be a part of someone else's story? And for those who are like hearkening back to fifth grade English class, you're probably noticing those are the five W's you learn in grade school. The who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and throw in how for funsies. Uh, If anyone ever like needs to remember what those are, go look at a child's birthday invitation. And it's pretty much the same information because that is what people always want to get is those pertinent points. So I don't know what your unique and original angle is if you don't tell me. Tell me what your unique and original angle is in your pitch so I can say yes, because all I want to do is say yes. Alyssa wants to say yes, especially on Valentine's Day. Right? I said (laughs) I am a cheap day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, TMI. Anyway. Never. Just kidding. I think it's so funny that people have gotten away from this so much. It's like it really is simple. Like, that, oh gosh, yeah, the who, what, when, why thing, it, it almost seems like people have started to feel like, well, this is too simple, so it can't work. We're mm-hmm. in the 21st century now. This can't possibly work anymore. It's like, well, no, it does. There's a reason these things have been around for so long. Right. <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that we are both excited about this week. A couple of weeks ago, we had the lovely and talented Amy Schmittauer on our show for a bonus episode, and Amy talked about her experience with bullet journaling. So (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but when I first heard her say this, I was like, what the hell is she doing? Like, I thought it was something to do with literal bullets. Like gun range bullets type? It was like, well, because she was talking about like an analog... (laughs) 
an analog journal, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, does she take like a BB gun and like shoot the tasks? Like, ah, <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> like when you finish a task, you get to pick up your your BB gun and shoot through it. I would definitely do that. I feel um, like we may have a new niche market to spin <laughs> off this podcast, Jess. Angry white girls shooting things. <laughs> productivity hacks for the win um (laughs) anyway so the bullet journal does not have actual like metal bullets um it's the it's different bullet points (laughs) uh that denote things like events notes and tasks in a notebook so that you have an easy notation system for keeping track of things i've been experimenting with it over the last couple of weeks and i I am loving it so far because it's sort of a hybrid between my what I already have as calendaring and task systems, uh, both of which I go analog for, and now it sort of combines them together for me. To be honest, uh, after Amy talked about it, I did the exact same thing you did and immediately went to the website she told us about and watched the video. And fortunately, my lovely parents bought me a super fancy notebook uh, for Christmas while I was home. So I have the notebook, I have the video, I have half of a page created, and I really want to jump into it because one of my 2017 resolutions is to create uh, an analog like calendar task note keeping system uh, without going and getting like one of those pre-printed date calendars, which just doesn't do what I need it to do. But uh, we've been busy hiring and building up uh, agency stuff the past couple weeks. So like a sad little like cobbler where all my kids are running around barefoot. (laughs) I really I'm glad you brought this up because I need to make it a a priority to get it created. Right. Well, what I love about it, um, and I think this is an important thing for people to know, is that like you said, and this is what I did, too. I already had a notebook. I had a blank notebook. I just used my own notebook. It's like you don't have to go out and buy anything fancy. And honestly, that was part of the reason why I wanted to do it too because I felt like the owners or the founders or whatever are are just really modest about it. Like they're not trying to make money off this. They're trying to give people a Mm. method that works. And can I just get a hell yeah for that? (laughs) (laughs) Make something that people actually want to fucking use. How about that? I love it. So this week, uh, for those of you who somehow have been uh, in a coma for the past 20 minutes of the episode, we talked about (laughs) being original and unique. Uh, Gave some like different tips and tricks of what Jess and I have seen work really well, including using the five W's uh, system popular in school reports and journalism 101, the who, what, when, where, why, and occasionally how. And uh, we will also try to put up a uh, some information about Jess's delicious peanut butter pie recipe, because I'm pretty sure everyone out there listening wants to make it now. Oh, yeah. No problem. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be mediocre and explain about the fuck yes or hell slash heck yes, if you are a delicate flower uh, rule, (laughs) and tell you how it applies to editors and publishers' daily lives. So for all the resources and notes we mentioned in this episode, 
uh, including the how to bullet journal video, the peanut butter pie link, all of that goodness, head on over to the site at www.themanagingeditorshow.com slash episode 16. And since we're talking about love and originality and engagements, no, just kidding, on the show (laughs) this Valentine's Day. We are, though. We are. (laughs) We wanted to give our periodic shout out to our fantastic audio producer, Chris Gordon, who makes us sound not like idiots week after week. (laughs) Even when Alyssa is recording from some random international closet or my mic is being effed up because that is the story of our lives these days. (laughs) True story, true story. Yay, Chris. Thank you so much. And with that, goodbye. Bye.